Welcome back to the Eagle Eye Podcast. This is episode 36. With so much going on in the world of Club America, today we have a packed, packed show. We're going to be breaking down that roller coaster of emotion that was um, against Pumas in the Clásico Capitolino. And then, of course, we're going to be talking what just happened in the Copa Yankees and a lot, a lot more, plus the preview to the Lobos Wap game coming up this Sunday. So we have lots and lots and lots to talk about. But before I even get ahead of myself, let me introduce my two co-hosts, as always, Mr. Dylan Jimenez and Christian. How are we doing, gentlemen? Oh, my longest day this week so far. So, I mean, it's going good, I guess. I mean, till of this day isn't always the best day for me. Okay. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. High school tomorrow, so I'm kind of tired. So if you guys cannot tell, these these boys are they're drained out. I'm drained out as much as possible. But as the host, I have to keep the energy bar up to here, even though I'm like running out empty myself. But we were we got a whole bunch to talk about. We got a whole bunch of fun that we're gonna be doing um here on the pod, and we're just gonna try to push through it. And hopefully, we do not either put ourselves to sleep or put you guys to sleep. So you gentlemen ready? Yeah, let's get this going, man. All right, let's talk about the only thing that matters in life, and that is Club America. No need to talk about school because, let's face it, America is everything and everything. Of course. Of course it is. All right, gentlemen, so where do we want to start off? Copa Yankees, or do we want to go and talk about that Clásico Capitolino that was just an absolute nightmare, but at the same time, a great, great showdown? Let's let's do Copa Yankees first. Okay, so yeah, so this is the, it's right, it's fresh in our head. We just witnessed America play against Dorados in the Estadio Azteca in what was the worst game I've ever seen played in the Estadio Azteca. And the end result is 3-1 to one to our Super Aguilas. They do advance into the next round as possibly first place, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, we are first place. Yeah. Oh, no. Tell oh. can you repeat that? Oh, there goes that school Wi-Fi again. I mean, I think everybody who's watching remembers that school Wi-Fi. <laughs> we cut it in and out. Yes. Yeah, Go. You're, you're good, man. You're oh, good. I'm, I'm over here. Okay. Yeah. Yes, we did finish the top of the group. All right. We finished top of the group. Oh, man. We're not even five minutes in, and we're already finding ourselves <laughs> difficult. <laughs> difficult to get through this one. Okay. Um. Okay, so... Obviously, gentlemen, let's let's break it down on what happened, and then we'll talk about that snooze fest that was the two weeks prior to this. Correct? Yes, about about two weeks. And it was against so Dorados again, right? Shoot, yes, man. Um, yeah. Yes, it was against Dorados because because okay. they because then they came to the Azteca. Okay. Right, Dylan. Yes. Okay, good. Oh man, not even five minutes. Okay, come on, <laughs> we can get through this. <laughs> we can get through this. We can do this. Okay. Uh, damn, I lost my chance. <laughs> Dude, what is going on? Dorados. All right, Dorados. Dorados, yes, Dorados. 
Yes, we this game, this game. Our superior. <laughs> okay, so, gentlemen, straight off the bat, Henry Martin with a beautiful, beautiful goal and a very good individual play. What can we take away from Mr. Henry Martin? Who's frozen? Mm. I'm in my uh, frozen. Anyone? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, if it's not um, difficult. It, it was it was it was very good individual play. You know, it was something you know that we need to see Henny Martin do. Um, you know, it, it, it seems like he's getting getting back on track where he left mm-hmm. off. You know, in the Clausura against Lobos Wap. So you know, I really hope this is a good sign for Henny Martin going forward. It looks like. The moon and the stars are aligning for Henry Martin because, like you mentioned, uh, the last time he he actually came um, he he came uh, to showcase what he was all about was against that Lobos Bob game where we just hyped him up to the max because of his hat trick goal. Uh, what do you guys What do you guys say? Lobos Bob again this weekend. We have Roger out. Looks like Henry's gonna be starting that game. Does this look like it could be Henry's kind of you know awakening? Oh, definitely. I think uh, this game for today served as a, a great confidence boost for Henry Martin, and I think that will carry over to Lobos Bob. I, I'm pretty sure Henry's going to have a stellar game on Sunday. I think we need both Henry as as much as Henry needs this as well. I think the both player and club benefit off of this because we, we're just lacking a little bit of that, you know, star striker. Mm-hmm. Roger hasn't really made that much of an impact. And then because of that, maybe this is Henry's chance to, I don't know, maybe sit Roger on the bench. Yeah, it's really, it really is. You know, like I said, you know, this is, this is a great stepping stone for Henry too. Um, obviously getting the chance, like you said, with Roger sitting out this game coming up too as well. And so, you know, we're really going to see him step, step up. You know, this is really great for him, great for the club because we know what Henry Martin can do as well. And it's his time to go out and show to Piojo, you know, that, you know, I'm still here and stuff. Cause I mean, look at all the countless times that we've seen Oribe play the full 90 or Roger play the full 90 and you think it to yourself, okay, it's time to put Henry Martin in. But we don't see Henry Martin get put in. Mm-hmm. Yep, this is a perfect opportunity for him to even showcase Pio Correra, like you guys mentioned. Now, <clears throat> quick question here, because I, we're, we're straying off the topic of Copa Mekis, but this is the last question going off into the future. If Henry does have this wonderful game against Lobos Bob, would you take out Roger or would you take out Oribe? You, you see the you, you think about it, and you would you would automatically say Oribe. But, you know, at the end of the day, like we always say, you know, Piojo's going to ride or die with Oripe. And so, you know, I think at the end of the day, if we're being realistic, it's going to be Roger, the take out. And if you want to go based off stats too, you know, Oribe has been scoring, Roger has not. So, like, there's also that. I think you can argue Handy has better chemistry with Oribe as well. So, I don't know. It could go either way, in my opinion. It'll be interesting. And we'll talk a little bit more about it when we preview the Lobos game and then whatever comes after that. <clears throat> Excuse me. The question now is, how is it that uh, Roger didn't start this game? Because you would have imagined that Roger Martinez was going to start against uh, Dorados because of that red card. And a lot of people questioned it. Why was it that? uh, Don't get me wrong. I I like Henry, and and I really like him. uh, And I always said that he could potentially be the star for the Copa Emekis. But now with this great opportunity for Roger to maybe get gain some momentum, especially since he's going to be out against Lobos Bob, you would have imagined that Piojo might have started this one. 
Yeah, you would have thought that, but I think Piojo wanted Henry in to get some minutes and to get get him in the rhythm because you know he hasn't been starting, he hasn't been playing, he's been coming off the bench. So maybe Piojo wanted him to you know get some rhythm, and then as well as the new our new signing, um, I guess he wanted to, to debut him finally. Does anyone know how to? Yeah, play? yeah, yeah. I see. I see the same thing. Christian, you know, uh, just letting uh, Henny Martin get in off and getting some rhythm going too as well. Uh, see if his form's still going, and you, you see it too that it's still going on right now too. His form. That is true. That's true. And we're gonna praise Henry Martin a little bit more later on during the show when we talk about that Pumas game and what that goal means for him and for us as well as a team. And um, okay, so you know, no, no, no questions asked about Henry and his performance today. I think was very well. Uh, would you guys like to see if, see him finish the full 90, or do you think it was correct to, to take him off? It was correct to take him off. Can't risk an injury, knowing that Roger's not going to be there. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely agree. I, I like I, I like the fact that he was subbed off too right there. I think he got enough playing time really to like uh, get his rhythm going. And, you know, uh, I think we're going to see him start. I, I know we're going to talk about it a little later, but, you know, at the same time, you know, you see the pitch. You see the way the pitch is still, I mean, it, at the start, it, it looked like it was getting better, but I think with that rain and everybody running on it, it just kept getting worse and worse as the time went on, too, as well. And you can't risk an injury, too, as well. Okay, let's talk a little bit about that pitch. But before so, uh, we want to shout out to everyone that's on the live chat today. And um, you know what? Shout out to, to Carlos, our good friend Carlos. Uh, shout out to our friend Fintan from, uh, from Finland, from Ireland, excuse me. Chicken Biscuit, Gotti, Mr. Luis. Chris, 45, everyone that is here in the live chat and viewing right now, thank you. Thank you so much. Carlos says, tough day today, but I'm here. Hello, guys. Trust me, Carlos, you were not here for the first opening five minutes of the podcast, but it's been a, it's been a tough day for us as well. <laughs> and uh, Mr. Finton says, Ivan Moreno should play a little bit more throughout the Copa MX season. And he says, if anyone is interested, he will give you his gamer tag if any of you play Xbox and Mr. Moreno will be more than happy to play Fortnite with you as Mr. Fenton does with him as well. Which, um, I mean, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. I think I think that'd be really cool, right? I mean, if you'd be able to connect with, I don't know, maybe Linus or, you know, Oreo Peralta, Marchesin online, that'd be pretty dope, right? Yeah, that would be dope. I'd be I wouldn't play Fortnite, though. I mean, unless they can carry the team. Let's play FIFA. They, that's yeah, they have clubs. to carry me in general because I. If anyone has ever played Fortnite with me, they would know that I'm just the guy trying to hammer down, uh, just trees and stuff. <laughs> but you know, interesting enough. Thank you to everyone. Mr. Chicken Biscuit says, uh, going back to what uh, Henry Martin says uh, to the Henry Martin conversation says, not sure he's going to grab another hat trick though. It'd be it would be great if he did i think he'll continue his good run of form though which is hopefully what we're going to be hoping for and we'll talk about that later on but with all of this said like i said let's talk about that pitch which was terrible horrible i i don't remember the last time i saw the estadio seca look so so bad in a rainy rainy day yeah that pitch was terrible and i don't know man i don't know like why fix something that's not broken? You know, I don't think the the pitch was was bad last year. I I don't know what was the the motive for them to go all out and change it this year. Well, it's uh we were actually Carlos and I were talking about it on Saturday when we were watching the game. Um, it's it's 
it's it's funny enough that we we've always seen this Azteca Stadium as kind of like the stadium for Mexico, and all these other stadiums, for example, remember the Estadio Azul when it would rain, terrible, terrible, terrible condition. The Estadio Tecnológico where Monterrey used to play, terrible, terrible when it used to rain. The Estadio Chivas, the new one, the Akron, terrible in that rainy in that rainy day against Cruz Azul. So you would have imagined that the Azteca was always going to set the example. But after today, it's hard to say that they can. No, definitely not. Nope. I absolutely, absolutely agree. Dylan, what are your thoughts about the Azteca? I was oh, afraid of this. I, 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 wait, I was wondering why he wasn't responding. So then I was like. No. <laughs> <laughs> he looks so focused and determined. I was like, either he's very engaged right now or he's frozen. <laughs> Excuse us for our technical difficulties, yeah. Dylan's, <laughs> Dylan's school Wi-Fi is acting up again. He will momentarily join us later on. Mm-hmm. It's good to have you here, though, because when it was just me and him and this would happen, I would have to carry on and kind of talk to myself. But now, yeah, now I, I can't bounce times. off of yeah, you. Yeah, I see that. Oh, He's coming back. He's coming back. But um, <laughs> Dylan, are, Dylan. You, are you finally moving? Yeah, I'm finally back. I'm finally moving. I'm sorry about that. No, no problem. <laughs> All right, just give us your quick little recap about the Azteca. How, uh, as a fan, what does it make you feel to see your beloved home look and play in such a terrible, terrible way? Uh, it's really bad. You know, if, if you guys came over to my home, you know, I pre- feel pretty embarrassed if my, my room was a mess and my house was a mess too as well. But, I mean, uh, whenever I first started watching the live stream on football, uh, it was kind of blurry and everything. So, like, I was thinking, oh, you know, it's not that bad. It didn't look that bad. Then it finally got clear. And I saw it, and I was like, oh, wait, never mind. I take it back. <laughs> so, I well, mean, I mean, it could be a little bit worse, right? We could have been Real Sociedad this season and, uh, you know, had, like, topos invade the pitch and all these holes that were going on against them when they were playing Barcelona this weekend. Oh, I know. That's true. That's true. It could have been like that, but thank, thank goodness it's not. That That is crazy. Mr. Luis says, FYI, I'm going to the Clasico Amistoso in L.A., have fun. Like Christian has just mentioned, we are still in the process of trying to get some sort of media credentials for this uh, for this game. So we're going to follow up with them. We're going to try to hassle them as much as possible. We are going to annoy them, call them 24-7, hopefully get some response. So hopefully I can go down there and meet a whole bunch of you guys and hopefully meet you, Mr. Luis, who's always been here on the live chat. So... With that part aside, gentlemen, Dorados three. I mean, uh, Dorados one, America three. Pretty, pretty decent performance. I wouldn't say it was the best performance, but I would chalk that up to the pitch as well. In the end, though, I think we kind of just sat back a little bit too much. We were a little bit way, way laid back, and I think Dorados could have caught us here and there. They almost did. I'm, yeah, they almost did. But I mean, if if you really take this performance and put it against the one we had against Puma Saturday, I mean, what would you rather take? I'm going to take this performance that we had against Puma Saturday. That is true. We're going to break that down because that was a terrible, terrible game. Even though the result does not show it, it was terrible in the end. But I think uh, we'll talk about Copa Mekis just a little bit longer, and then we'll transition back to the regular league. Um, good to see some of the youngsters still playing. Good to see Diego Linus start, and good to see him uh, play a little bit better. Again, not much he could have done in this kind of terrible, terrible pitch condition. I mean, we, we know he's he's the type of player to like to have his ball at his feet and use his explosiveness 
And he just couldn't do that because if he tried to run with the ball, the ball would have gotten stuck and he just had to adapt to it. And I think he did pretty well. Yeah, judging by the pitch teams, I think he did well as well. Well, with yeah. that, go there. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, the team, the team seemed like it was coping with with the with the pitch conditions too as well. Um, really, really not ideal um, to really play, you know, soccer in, in those conditions. But you know, I mean, I think the team really did cope with it very well. That is true. They did very, very well. And then to recap, what happened two weeks ago against Dorados? Well, I guess the only real highlight was whenever you saw these big, huge bugs pass by your screen and either you thought that they were in your house or you just thought, wow, Dorados has a problem. <laughs> I mean, you ain't lying, man. I mean, you, you see those bugs pass by and you think they're in your room with you. You already got the raid and the Lysol ready to go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, mean, I, was get, I, I was getting up looking all over by the TV, seeing where it was, but then I realized it was this TV. <laughs> but I mean, if you sum up that game, it was it, it was very just a very stalemate. America didn't really bring it as much. Dorados didn't either. It was just quiet for for both teams. And I think at the end of the day, uh, you know, a draw was fair enough. And you know, we we forget about that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We put it past us, and you know, we you see this team still advance, you know, into the next phase of the Copa Mekis too, which is something that you want to see this team do. So hopefully. Hopefully, against Veracruz, we can finish and top this off with a pretty good performance. A couple of goals will secure us a very good position and uh, on top, so that means we receive some of the teams rather than actually have to go visit, which makes the traveling just a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I agree with you, too. Alrighty, well, that closes off, closes off our Copa Mekki segment. I know it was a struggle for these two gentlemen and myself to try to get into the rhythm, but I think we're finally getting there. We're finally going, and we're finally going to be talking about the Clásico Capitolino, which was Saturday. What a performance, what a game, what a result. And for those of you who were watching it with family or friends, you guys celebrated that Henry Martin goal like it was that Moises Munoz goal in 2013? Yes, 2013. May 26, 2013. There you go. That is a date you don't forget. Never. Never. No. That was the first championship I, I remember watching, too, with America. Beautiful, beautiful. And hopefully we can say that that, uh, that somewhere along the lines, this these coming up months will be the first title we see America lift with the Eagle Eye podcast covering them. Oh, man. You know how fun that would be? <clears throat> that would I'm be just... very, very fun. We'd have, I don't know, we could throw like a little party here on the podcast and Invite everyone. We'll have chips, salsa, some guac. Gancitos. Some gancitos. Yes, we're still in that process of trying to get gancitos to cover our sponsors. I don't know what more we can do except maybe try to actually reach out to them, but we'll see. We'll see. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But... With all of that aside, let's talk Clásico Capitolino. We were very hyped, very ecstatic about this game, not only because it was a Clásico, but because we thought the team was actually going to bounce back after the terrible, terrible game that we had the previous week. And it didn't seem that that was the case. After everything that happened against León and then against Querétaro, you would have imagined that this team had a little bit of a espina in, you know, stuck in them that they were ready to kind of break out of. And it didn't look like it because how early did we concede? Remind me again, gentlemen. 26 20 seconds. seconds. Yeah. yeah. Terrible. Seconds. And you concede almost similar to how you concede against León with a header. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, 
just ball watching really that's all it was i mean it was it really was ball watching no 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 lack of awareness of where, where, where the player was on the pitch you know uh correct me if i'm wrong but it was it was a uh, bruno bruno was behind him and edson was in front of him yep i could be wrong yeah and you know just these two players ball watching too and you know uh, edson i don't know what edson was trying to do edson seemed like he was trying to head the ball away at the last minute but he just looked like he was just like bowing over in the end you know not trying to do nothing you know it's Really, really, really ugly to start the game. It was. It was terrible. It was horrible. And you would have imagined that the team would have woke up after that. And you were expecting a strong, strong response from them. But we didn't get that. We didn't really get this America side trying to fight and really push forward for more. They were just kind of, all right, they scored at us. But we still probably have about 90 minutes left to try to score and get something back out of this. And I don't think that was the right kind of you know way to go about it but that's the way the team went about it either way so in the end uh it was terrible what uh, you you would have imagined that straight from kickoff you're in game mode just like that but if you're not what does that say about you and the team in general i just think the team kind of struggles in trying to find themselves in that rhythm i've always said i i've said this before america needs to like start the game and like you know take control don't let the other team play around with the ball. I know that that's how Piojo likes to play, you know, let the team, you know, do a little thing, sit back a little bit, and then you guys go. I kind of want to see America just go straight from the first minute, press, press, you know, create your chances, take shots, but we just don't see America doing that. We don't, and, and that's the most worrisome part to me because you would think that, okay, because of the way we started games before that maybe things would change, but it, it, it wasn't the case, and this is funny for us because last season, straight off the bat, we were just pressing teams. We were running rings around defenses, and we were actually putting the pressure and actually showcasing how determined we were to win that match from the get-go. But the team now seems to have a more layback, you know, kind of approach to the game. Give the other team the ball. Give the other team a little bit more space and give the other team a little bit more momentum and then try to counterattack it, which I've never seen it work for us this season. Whenever we actually went and took the game to the opposition is when we actually scored and when we actually looked the better side. Yeah, most definitely, you know, and it, it makes you wonder too, you know, what does BLC so different, you know, this season compared to the Clausuda and the last season too as well. I mean, like you said, you know, you see the you see the team come off and press, 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 and then you know you don't do they don't do that no more. And you're wondering what what's what's Bojo, Piojo doing, what's changing about this too as well. And it's really frustrating to see that at, from a fan perspective too, and on being on right here too as well. You know, what what's up with all these changes too? I think I can answer that for you. I think it's he looks at his team and he looks at the team he fields and he sees that we are missing one huge, huge type of player, a playmaker. Is he French? And he is French. <laughs> He's missing a key player in his kind of style and role that he wants his team to play. Before the Henry, uh, the Henry, the <clears throat> the Jeremy Menace injury. This team was a very possessive team. Uh, we, we touched the ball a lot. We moved the ball. We, you know, we shifted back and forth in mm-hmm. transitions to, to, to each side of the pitch. And we don't see that anymore. I think he looks at his players and he thinks these players are good. They're fast and they're dribblers. Let's just get the ball up and let's run and run and run. And what's the best way to play a style like that? Counterattacking, right? Because you're always going to be using that speed uh, against your opponent. You can't touch and try to use that speed that's not not how it works you know there's moments where yeah you can you know put a ball in through the channel and try to get 
you know, some speed behind it. But the best way to you utilize your quick attacking forward and midfielders is to simply just retain some of the pressure and relieve it with that counterattacking style. And I think that's why Piojo sees it. But I don't think we're that bad. Actually, we have been that bad at passing, but I don't think these players are actually that bad that they can't perform this type of game without the Frenchman. I think even without Jeremy Menez, you still have players that can put you a pretty good ball you know, on the ground because we've been playing long ball United, and that just doesn't seem to be working for us. But for the most part, I think that this team can easily generate more than enough football to try to play out the back by touching, to try to play through the midfield and through the middle. And I just don't see Piojo actually trying to utilize them in that manner. No, he's not. And and I, I think I think we can all agree here that we can still see this team retaining that possession. And, you know, not necessarily, you know, I mean, depending on how the kickoff starts, you know, whether if we get the ball first or not. But, you know, this team can come out and press. I mean, shoot. Um, you see Guido. Guido has lungs of steel. Renato Ibarra has lungs of steel. I mean, these players will go up and down the pitch as they can, but as well, they can retain that possession too as well, and that's something that's always key is to retain that possession. It's just that why are we doing these long passes? Why are we playing long ball United? Why can't we string two or three passes together? Uh, what What's so hard about that? I mean, what really is? I mean, Ivan, mean, you said it, I think, last week or a couple of weeks ago. You know, uh, it's a simple game. It's a simple pass, and we're not playing those simple passes. We're not. We're not, and it's and it's actually catching up to us now at this point, because we're a couple not what I don't even know how many games into the season, but you're getting close to the mid section of the season in which you should already have a style of football, you should already have somewhat of a team identity, and the fact that we don't, and the fact that we haven't seen the best side of us yet, kind of worries you. I mean, and let's be honest. I mean, you take this back and you ask yourself, was this was this worse than the Nagaxa game, or was this a little better than the Nagaxa game? And I think we can, I think we can say that you know this is this seems like it was worse than the Nagaxa game. If I'm gonna be real honest, no, yeah, it felt like it. It felt like it too because, like I said, we concede very early in a very stupid manner by ball watching. You cannot concede a goal that early and tell me that you didn't have anything to do with it, and then you don't you you. you you concede, but then you don't come and look for the game the way you should, you know? And it's a classical, too. I would expect more of a passion, more of a drive from these players to try to get it back. But that wasn't the case. Pumas, although, on um, you know, fair enough to them, they sat back and they thought, well, America's not really going to press or, or or really do much, and we actually didn't. Because I don't really remember a lot of opportunities in that first half in which you thought, wow, you know, besides what Oreo Peralta's goal, you you don't really think, wow, we, we could have had another goal here and another goal there. I think Oreo had one header, and you know, um, I think it was around the thirty thirtieth minute. To Cecilio seemed like you know it was like a a three v two. You know, Cecilio was taking on one player, and then you see Oribe, it just seemed like he's like like barely running if anything and then Cecilio gets dispossessed and he looks at Oliver like you know like are you gonna run or not and Oliver's just telling me oh you, I would have ran you just passed it right there well that's not that's not that's the thing though you, you the hustle wasn't there from Oliver this time and you know that's something that was really frustrating you know because you know it seems like there was a chance right there maybe something could have happened but you don't see that from Oliver you don't see Oliver really hustling to to make that run or nothing you know, Cecilio's out to dry like what do I do even though we know Cecilio can get past defenders, but he didn't still. And so it seems like it falls back to Cecilio too as well. It does because Cecilio has lately not been the Cecilio that we want him to be. Even in his latest Copa Menke game that we just recapped, it wasn't 
really, you know, the best player and the best version of him, which we know he can do against Pumas. And I think that was the most kind of worrisome part about it, too. Yeah, I mean, it really is because, I mean, I, I think we said last week, too, you know, Cecilia has a good track record against Pumas and, you know, didn't really come out like it, like he should have. He didn't. He didn't absolutely whatsoever. Christian, what's your take about uh, the first 45 minutes against Pumas? Uh, I think the first 45 minutes were at least uh, – it's kind of hard to say because we did have a uh, majority of the ball possession. Did we do much with it? No, we did not. It just kind of seemed that Pumas, like, once again, another team kind of figured this out early. You know, okay, like, like you guys mentioned, you know, they're not going to press much. They're not going to shoot much. Let's just lay, stay back and let's play the counterattack a little bit. After the Oribe Paratago, you do kind of see a little bit more of America, you know, trying to go forward, you know, cross a little bit more, take a little bit more shots. After that, though, this really wasn't much, to be honest. So, I don't know. If, you, if I had to give a rating for this first half out of 10, probably like a like a 5, maybe a 6. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree with you, Christian. I mean, if I'm going to be real honest, you know, I'm I'm going to have to give some credit to Pumas because, you know, when, whenever Pumas really seen us on an attack, you know, you, you would see – see five players back there, five players in, in a back line, really. And then, you know, obviously we'll get into the second half in a minute, too. But, I mean, she, once the second half went on, you saw six in the back line. I mean, Pumas were really, really holding out, you know, for, for some pressure, too, as well. And, you know, Pumas caught us out a little bit, too. It seemed like it, too. But, you know, at the end of the day, too, you know, that's something that we have to cope with. That's something that you have to understand is what this opposition might do as well. And, you know, we didn't really cope with that. We didn't. We didn't. And the does that fall back more on Piojo or the players? On really, I would have to say really both. Really yeah, both I was gonna say you. both. Yeah, but if you had to pick could. one, I think it would be the players to be honest. Because you know, like you guys said, this is a classical. You know, the players are supposed to feel that you're supposed to hustle out there. You know, focus up, be smarter. But these players just were not showing that. No, and I think it was a, it was a lack of kind of just the way that the team was playing and all of that, that it made you realize what's going on, you know? And I actually, I watched this game with, uh, with our good friend, Carlos, who is, who was here on the group chat or he probably still is. I don't know. Um, and, you know, thank you for the great hospitality, man, the, the, the venue and the food, everything was amazing. But, you know, we were sitting down, we were talking about it and you, you and you realize that you just, you're not seeing an America side play for something. You know, you're just seeing an America side trying to catch up so they can try to look forward and try to look to play to something. But they just, again, this team looks like they has no identity sometimes going forward or even throughout the whole game. Yeah, um, and you, you really, really didn't see that this game. And, you know, it's really, really frustrating, too. You know, um, you know, maybe. Maybe something Piojo isn't saying to these guys that really fires them up and, you know, likes that in them, you know. Um, it's really hard to say, too, you know, what's really going on. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, Piojo can only do so much, you know, from the sideline and in the locker room, too. I mean, these players got to go out and perform, too, as well. And really, you don't, you don't see that from none of these players. Nope, you don't. You really, really don't. Okay, so the first half ends 1-1. And you think you're hopeful. You're hopeful. Because at the time uh, at the time that Peralta scores that goal, you think, okay, the team's back. The team's looking like they're going. We were a little bit the better side at that point where we do score that goal. Uh, but you could easily think that, okay, 
America's gonna wake up. It's classical. You got your, your the home fans behind you. You know that you got the home field advantage. Go out there and take it. And it looked like for a little bit, yeah, we were gonna be able to score another goal, but it didn't really didn't really come too much. And then the second half starts, and you think all you gotta do is kick things off correctly and just keep going and steamroll this team. And it just looked like we came and we played exactly the way we started the first half with no real intention, with no real idea, and sometimes just a bit of laziness when it came to passing. Yeah, and that, I think that's been the story this whole this whole season, you know, the lazy passing. Why can't we uh, string together two or three passes to create a clear chance? It just doesn't, I don't know. Piojo probably didn't give a good enough halftime talk enough to, like, you know, inspire them, you know, well, let's go. You know we can win this, even though we're down a man. We're, we're we're playing like the better team, even we even though when Roger was not in the field. You know we have we have the momentum. You know let's go bring it out to them. It just doesn't seem like that anymore. It didn't. It didn't yeah. whatsoever. Yeah, and, and, and you know uh, just stepping back a little bit too. You know uh, you you see the frustration too in the first half. You see it so bad. You see it obviously after the first goal is scored. You know you see the frustration set in so early in these players too as well and you still see the frustration continue on into the second half too right there which is something that that doesn't help help the cause too whenever you get frustrated it doesn't it doesn't absolutely help the cause at, at all and then you know the second half starts off and you just think okay oh we're playing bad but we can pick it up we can pick it up they don't pick it up and then the nightmare begins and it's Roger who gets the first red card now we're not going to go too much into detail, but gentlemen, quickly, was it a red card for you? Yes or no? No. No. No, it definitely no. wasn't a red card, no. I didn't think it was a red card either. I would have been fine with a yellow card and a stern talking to. Oh, yeah, he deserved the yellow for that, but it was not a red, though. But we won't go into too much detail as we have a certain strict policy that we do not talk much about the referees and the decision-making. So, uh I believe either we're having an earthquake or the house is shaking. What the heck? (laughs) (laughs) So if for some reason the signal interrupts, it might just be because of that. Okay. Okay. Stop stop shaking. (laughs) Stop shaking. So we're good. Um, Ridiculous, ridiculous that, uh, you know, you get that red card and then you think, okay, maybe somehow this sparks a little bit of, you know, fight back from the team. And it just looked like it just, you know, plagued us even more. Yeah, I mean, really, you know, you, you, I don't know how, but you lose more creativity than what we already had going forward with, with those two strikers, but, and Roger Martinez too as well. And, you know, you question yourself, how do you lose that more? I, I don't know. It, it was just didn't really work out for me like it was really weird it really was it it really was and then you think okay what's piojo's move gonna be here i mean you 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 would think you know maybe a little formation switch i mean obviously you could tell this is a five three two which you know and we can go into that discussion right now I mean, you kind you kind of expect it, but at the same time, you think, okay, maybe it is a four four two. You're gonna have Edson next to Guido, but no, I mean, you, you obviously have, I guess you could say a back five. You know, some most of the time it looked like a back three too, a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I mean, now, it's, it's okay. I'll go. You done? I don't want to keep interrupting. 
No, I'm, I mean, I just, I, I just don't know how to really explain it. Like, it's just, it was just weird for some reason. It really, really was, and we're we're gonna talk about that formation because me and Carlos were talking about it too, and I and I talked to him exactly as to why I think he was using this formation. But I just want to confirm that there was an earthquake that interrupted the podcast right now. <laughs> I just <laughs> Twitter is the best way to find out whether or not something was Definitely. was actually I love, true. I love so Twitter, thank you because you actually verified with me. So if it isn't uh, Wi-Fi, if it isn't uh, connection issues, it's either Mother Nature or something trying to interrupt the podcast. But mm-hmm. there is always, always a form of difficulties when it comes to the Eagle iPod. Oh yes, I mean I think we experienced that in the first in the first part of the podcast too. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about that three five two uh, that three five two that five three two formation. And I and I was speaking to Carlos about this, and I told him, look, Piojo Herrera is known for this formation because it works so well for him. But I think you don't have that uh, you d- you don't have that kind of player that kind of fits that style before because when he first came in and we won that it was uh, Carlos says he didn't feel anything uh, we 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 had Paolo Aguilar and Miguel Ayun on on the as the wingbacks right and mm-hmm. then you had two strikers that knew each other and worked very well in Chucho and Jimenez and then the midfield was absolutely amazing because you had a whole bunch of players that can interchange with each other. You don't really have that much now, you know? So it's it, it seems kind of a little bit of a waste of kind of the first 45 to 60, 50 minutes that you use this formation in which, you know, you're not going to get much out of it, you know? Mm-hmm. I When I first saw the formation, I really thought he was going 4-4-2, and I thought he was really going to stick Edson Alvarez in that, uh, in, in that center mid position with Guido. That's what I thought as well. Mm, yeah, that, that's what that's what you think because you know at the beginning of the season you you see him use it at four four two and you know that four four two you know it, it was good to us you know it really was despite the Nikaxa game you see it get better and better then I don't know he throws in that four two three one then all of a sudden this game we see the five three two, which is ridiculous to me. It really is to me too. I think what he's trying to do here is be defensive. Like, why are you going to be defensive against? Uh, we know we're. Look, like looking at our squad, we're nowhere a much better team than Pumas. So why are you trying to let them control the game? Why you let them uh, have the possession when we are far superior and have far superior players to them? It just didn't make sense to me. It didn't, and you know, like I said, you can chuck most of this up to Pio Herrera too. And you know, luckily enough for him that you know we got the draw, or else I think we would be having a conversation that a lot of people might want to still have to this day is. Whether or not it's Pio Herrera's time coming up to an end with America. If, and I don't. Oh, sorry. No, uh, I was going to say if this ended in a Pumas win, I think the conversations would have started. I agree with you. But should we? No, I don't think so. Don't yeah, we? yeah. No, yeah. Um, I, I kind of agree with the Christian, you know. Uh, you, you know, I would just start to question it a little bit more question him a little bit more i mean i don't know why i say that because i do it all the time anyways but you know (laughs) but you know it it, it's just the it's just the frustration i mean like you said he doesn't give us an exact identity he doesn't give us an exact style of play it just seems like every week he changes it up and you know uh, he should see that doesn't work but i don't know what he sees that that it somehow it could work i don't know i mean I mean, at the end of the day, you know, like we've always said, who's who else is out there to replace him? Because really, I don't really see nobody else. The three, of us, 
What'd you say, Christian? <laughs> oh, who's it teach? Okay, well, you're going who's it teach. I'm pretty confident in the three of us. We'll see who gets the job first. Um, our good friend Kari says Piojo is out by the end of the season. Mark my words. Now, there, I, me and you, Dylan, spoke about this when we first started re- uh, previewing the season, and we said, let's give Piojo the chance. If we don't win the title against in the Apertura, and if that's still giving the clausura because it's possible that we can win it there. But I we, I don't know if we mentioned this or not, but I think we both would agree that if we do not make Ligia this apertura, then I think it's it's more than likely that we should let him go. Yeah, I think I think so. Yeah, I, I really can agree with that. But I mean, um I think me me and you said too, you know, if he needs to win some kind of silverware, you know, I'd rather have the league over Copa Mekis. But, I mean, if we do walk away the Copa Mekis, you know, I think he barely scrapes by into the Clausura. Yeah. So, if if he does win the Copa Mekis but does not make Ligia, yeah, he does scrape by into the Clausura. I can see that happening. And then, you know, that's that's make or break right there for him. It's Clausura. Clausura. Yeah, the Clausura has to be has to be a championship winning side or else he's out of the he's out of a job. Yes. And yes. you're potentially coaching America next season. Then you can see me, Dylan, and Christian. Dylan's going to have that hat, that Piojo hat on, blowing the whistle, and I'm going to be directing everyone, like if I was directing traffic. So, <laughs> with uh, with Piojo kind of in the hot seat, you really think, what is the team going to do? There's a lot of questions about the, the locker room kind of being a mess, that everything was going on in behind the scenes, that people were yelling at each other, that players stopped believing in Piojo Herrera, and that it was just a complete mess. And you kind of believe it after watching this game because how much unity did you see on that pitch? I mean, I mean, you didn't, you know. Um, I'm just like I always said, you know, it's 11 players on the pitch. 11 players got to go out there and unite. And you don't see it at all still. I mean, I'm, I've said that plenty of times. And I think that's the most worrisome, frustrating part about it is that maybe something is going on and something might just be happening inside the installaciones of Coapa. But we'll have to wait and see. But we thought it couldn't get any worse. And Pumas goes on and scores a goal that I'm going to give 100% fault to Emmanuel Aguilera. Oh, yes. Most definitely. He's just caught ball watching again. You know? Yeah, that's... And this is the same how we how we conceded the first goal. And the, the thing that frustrates you the most is that Emanuel Aguilera was not even a hundred percent for this game. I I don't I don't get why he played this game if he wasn't in rhythm. I I mean especially in a classical, a classical so important. I would have much rather have just kept Mateo Suribe on the pitch after the whole Berrinche thing than to actually take him off because I think we actually needed him. Yeah. We yeah. Needed him. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, I, mean, I agree with you. I mean, you know, keeping Mateus even on, putting Edson back there. But even if it wasn't Mateus, I'd rather, I still rather have, I think, Corona over Aguilera. Definitely, definitely. But I mean, I think once that goal goes in, you're just thinking, damn. You really are. You you really you really do start to think that you really do, especially with the teams playing. You're a man down and. What are you gonna do? I mean, because nothing's clicking, nothing's there, nothing's going right for for the team, and it feels like for you either. <laughs> yes, it looks like it feels like well, if America is going down, your life is spiraling out of control <laughs> as well. Definitely, that's how I feel. 
<laughs> but it's true though to a certain degree yes you do feel like that because you think because i mean when you're as passionate as 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 uh, as americanistas are you you tend to take it with you to the most serious degree as possible and it does feel frustrating to see that your team is not even responding a way a team should respond in these certain scenarios especially like we keep mentioning a classico but out of uh, just a glimmer of hope. A man named Sir Her Henry. Uh, what was I going to say? Alan. Uh, Henry Martin. <laughs> Henry. <laughs> Henry Alan. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, that was that was a, that was a little out of line. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just uh, thought that was funny. <laughs> come on, boys. We're we're almost there. We're almost there. Uh, Henry Martin comes in onto the pitch, and you think, I don't know if this is the right call to make, but you don't really have much option. We're at that point, we were down to nine men when Henry Martin comes in. I, I don't know. Bruno Valdez was just stupid to get that red yeah, card. Yeah, that was a red. That was a straight red. No question. Yeah, it, it really was. I don't know what the heck he was doing. I don't know what he was thinking, what was going through his mind. And, and you know, yeah, well, yeah, out of frustration too. I mean, but like still at, you can't you can't get carried away like that. I mean, you really can. You got to show more character than that. Mm-hmm. And after giving away a penalty the game prior to that, and not clearing the ball when you could have easily avoided that penalty, it you would have imagined Bruno actually played a better game than he did. But nope, he did not. No. Is this, is this it for Bruno? Does he ride the bench the rest of the season? No, no, no. I think, no. His, goal to, I think his goal today saves him, uh, and and puts him back into that starting spot. Yeah, yeah, I think so too because I definitely do not want Aguilera back there with Edson. If I'm gonna be honest, and I mean, I can't really give it to Leon or Zamora either. Exactly. No, they're, they're still too young at that point. And you know what? I mentioned this, and I stated this the last podcast when we were talking about the Pumas game and previewing it. I don't want to see Emmanuel Aguilera get put onto the pitch, not because I don't think he's a good player, even though that's what I'm thinking right now, but because he. What did I say was going to happen if you put him into the pitch? What was the one thing you were going to disturb and interrupt and break? The partnership. Exactly. The partnership that Bruno and Edson were building and are continuing to build. If you separate them or if you put an extra, you know, an, an extra factor into that, it has to throw them off because now you're playing with three center backs, not two, mm-hmm. three. So now you're alternating, you're communicating differently than you actually would have. And to play a back three is so much more different than to play with two. Because with two, you have more communication of, okay, I'll go here, you go there, you go cover, I go back. And it's as simple as that. With three, it's a lot more interchanging. It's whoever is in that center of that three, it kind of has the obligation to say, okay, you here on my right-hand side, you got to pull back a little bit more, or you go a little bit more forward, or you kind of close in, and I go that way. So that's where it's going to disrupt everything, because I don't think these three have ever played with each other in a game, let alone in a Clásico. Yeah, yeah, because a classical is a, a way different feeling than it is, you know, you know, if it was to be like against Monterrey, or you know, you know, just this, this another game, and so you know, you you really disrupt that too, and you know, you don't see that from Aguilera, and you don't really see it from either Edson or Bruno either. To me, I mean, it's just really frustration to see that partnership, you know, not be there because obviously, like you said, it's different with the back two instead of a back two, and you know, you don't you don't really see that communication come out from either three of them and i think ultimately that's what leads to the first pumas goal you know just the lack of communication between them no one knows oh should i get him or should i mark him and i guess that's how the goal happens exactly 
Exactly. And great. No, no, that's actually great, great view from you, Christian, because it, like we mentioned, the disruption of the partnership, it, it, it leads to, ca uh, to, to all these kind of horrible things. Yeah, it really does. And it really showed Saturday. So then we're down to nine men. And you're thinking we're, we got about, what, 10 minutes left? And Henry Martin's coming in. You don't even know if this is the right move to make. But you, something's got to get. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to stop you there a little bit. You know, I actually I actually do like this move, even though it seemed like, it seemed like you're kind of questioning it. Because uh, as, soon as, as soon as you see that see that uh, red happen, who comes in? You see Sanchez coming for Oliva, and then what are you stuck with? You you have no you have no strikers or you know forwards going up really. You just have you just you have your, your back line. You have, but you but you have your back line and your midfielders too. I mean, really, you, you're not gonna have much. And you saw it too that you know there was nobody there to get in the box really that much. There wasn't really that much support for either Ibadi Grand or Guido or or Cecilia. I mean. You don't see that as much, so you know I, I really, I really like the idea of Henry coming in at this point because you don't have a, a, a somebody who plays striker really. Yep, yep, and it actually it showcased a lot from Piojo for him to throw in a striker when he was ready to close out the game at one one. Yeah, yeah, and it, now it really he, won, he knew he knew he had to go for it. Yeah, I mean, he did. He just knew. I mean, even with nine down, you know. He, I mean, he can That's give risky. a little credit for trying. Yeah, I mean, really, it really is with nine men, nine against eleven. I mean, I mean, I don't think you really expect to be able to go out and do that. And you know what? And I was, I was talking to Carlos, and I told Carlos when Henry Martin came in, and the clock was running down. I was like, "We're nine men. Pumas has eleven. They have every advantage possible. They would have to do something really stupid for them to lose these three points." And I think they did. Because what they do, they let us have the ball. Still, after their own game plan actually fell back on them in the last minute. So as much as they wanted to give us the ball when they were winning and thinking they're not going to produce much, they're not going to give much, they actually ran that risk and because of it gave us the opportunity to go and score that last-minute goal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, really, you know, it was, it's, just, it's just all on them, you know. Um, I think I mentioned to Christian earlier too. I'm saying you know you got to give a little bit of credit at times to the Pumas because you know you see them go five and then eventually almost six in the back. You know it really really messed us up. You know because we can't get past it. We we can't figure out. We can't get creative. And, you know that's something we lacked this whole game is this creativity too as well. And so you know just to see them just to see them slipping. You know despite you know how many they have back. You know it's it's really all on them. They gifted it to us. They did, and they gifted us that foul in the last minute. And a player that I was complaining about the whole game was Andres Ibarguen, someone who I am still going to complain about because the performance for it has been very, very subpar from the Colombian. But but I did have to close my mouth after the beautiful assist that he gave in that Henry Martin goal. So let's run it down. Let's play it back for people. It's a free kick, and when we get when we take that free kick, it's a very short free kick. Everyone's already running in the box. You think it's, we're gonna throw in, get a hail mary, see what happens from it. But 
Marjasin takes it quickly, gives it off to Ibarwin. Ibarwin runs at the defense. The Pumas defense does not go and pressure pressure him because maybe they think it's Ibarwin or I don't know exactly what, but uh, they don't press him at all. And for a moment, just for a split moment, you think Ibarwin's gonna try to take on that defender, and he starts to get he starts to make that movement where he's about to puntear the balón and try to use his speed, and you think, crap. This guy's going to lose it. And then, I don't know what happens. I don't know what clicked, but he said, no, I'm across it. And that was the best decision he's ever made in his Club America career. <laughs> he crossed that ball in, and Henry Martin finds himself heading home a 90th-minute header that puts the scoreboard 2-2 two to two and gives us the biggest relief possible. Yeah, yeah I mean, man. A train of emotions after that goal. It's uh, It's crazy. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. So I, <laughs> I think Carlos was like, see, there's your boy about to win. Yeah. <laughs> he almost loses it, though. That's what pisses me off the almost, most. It's almost, like... <laughs> almost, almost, almost. This game is uh, inches, inches, brother. Literally. Maybe some can even argue centimeters. But you know what? It was a good performance from Henry Martin to put that ball into the back of the net. And what more can we say? 2-2. We'll take that. Slap it on. Definitely. You know what? Let's go and focus about the next one. Yeah, I mean, that's all you can do. That's all you can do after you take this job, just go focus on the next one. Um, I mean, again, you know, we could say it over and over. You know, you got to take these mistakes. You got to take this this game and let it fuel you, you know, to do exactly. better. And, and you this. know, and I mean, we I think I think we said that before, you know, when, you know, you, you're going to question it, you know, is this team really going to do that? Because we have yet to really see this team do that. Yep. That is true. That is true. So at the end, 2-2 in the Estadio Azteca in a pitch that, again, wasn't the most favorable one. But I think we'll take the result for the meantime. And we got plenty, plenty to work for the next coming games. Yeah, a lots and lots of work to do. Lots and lots of work. So, gentlemen, anything else you guys want to give a recap on with that draw? Um, No, I, I, I think we got everything pretty much. I just hope we take this game and ride the momentum wave. You know, this is a this is a huge result for us, uh, judging by the circumstances of being two men down. Um, I just really, I really want to see this team blow out Lobos Bob next game. Like, just regain that that confidence. You know, okay, you know we're America, we can do this. We we can go back to you know going going back to the three nothing. You know, three nothing every every single team. I want them to go back to that kind of mindset and you know demonstrate it on the pitch. Yep. That is true, but we do have lots and lots to go because even when we were winning 3-0, there was games where you thought mm, maybe we didn't deserve the scoreline. Perfect example was against Atlas. Yeah. No? Perfect example. And then even the Monterrey game too, you say, well, I mean, Monterrey was a man down at, at you know at one point and you know, you, you know, you can only imagine what that does. I still don't think we're the best side we can be, but I do believe that we can get there. So also one last thing to note, uh, Tough luck and and good luck in recovery for the Pumas player who broke his arm. Oh God, man! I mean, that was a nasty fall, but um, it really was. I saw a lot of things on Twitter circulating about karma, but I mean, I don't know. If we want to get into that. No, we'll we'll, we'll just leave it at that. Speed recovery to that. What what happens in Twitter will stay on Twitter as much as it pertains to other players. Um, but. You know, yeah, that was a nasty fall, though. It was nasty. Yeah. It was nasty. Something similar happened in in Sevilla, I think. Yeah, I mean, you could it it goes it just goes to show you that this sport, 
you can land in the most horrific, terrible way, and you will come out with no scratch whatsoever. You fall down in the most safest way possible. You walk out with a broken leg or arm. Ridiculous. Yeah, really is. I mean, yeah, you just the never one know. Injury that still sticks into my head. Do you remember that Cruz Azul injury? I I, I forgot yes. his name. I forgot his player. Yes, he's running down the wing. I think his injury stuck in the back. Yeah, that that was nasty. Oh, that dude. one was super nice. I was telling Carlos about that too, and Carlos even writes down right here: Efrain Juarez all over again. Do you guys oh, remember that? Oh, I remember that, that one. Oh, you're right. This is the second time he broke. I think it's the same arm he broke as well. Did he break it last year? Or yeah. Dislocated. Whatever the hell he did to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yes. You don't remember the Efrain Juarez one, Dylan? I don't remember that one. Don't worry. We'll we'll find you a clip on YouTube. There's that's okay. On YouTube, yeah. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and of course, who can forget about the Chapito Montes one prior oh, to the World Cup? I was at that game. You were at the game. You never, you never shared this story. No, I didn't. You think you know a person? Yeah, right. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, that's crazy. Yes, and uh, it just goes to show you how you know we. A human can only go to so much limitations. Mm-hmm. Uh, speedy recovery for him, Arribas, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, wish him the best of luck because uh, it, it sucks. You never want to see a player get injured like that, ever, for whatever team they play for. No, you definitely don't. All righty, gentlemen. With that said, that closes off our review. I was about to say preview. Our review. It's been a long night. Our review for uh, for the game against Pumas in the Clásico Capitolino. Good. But not good. Take it as you want to take it. But this team has a lot to improve on. So, with that said, let's close out the show with talking about Lobos Buap. What What should we expect from uh, from the team going down to Puebla? Um, we what What can we expect, really? I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess you could say, you know, some people say it's Lobos Buap, but really, I mean, you know, I don't take any team lightly, you know, no matter who it is, That's and you know. Yeah, and so and so you you're thinking, you know, what am I? You're thinking, what are you gonna expect? Well, what can you expect with the way these past performances have been from this team? You know, you're gonna question yourself: Is it gonna be the same? Are we gonna be the dominant side? Are we gonna actually have finished chances? Are we gonna be creative, have good passes, crisp pass, crisp pass passes? <laughs> <laughs> but but you know, it's, it's just all there, and really, it's it's up in the air right now. We can so have a blooper reel. By the end of the season, hundred <laughs> percent. Oh man! But yes, I agree. I agree. It, let's go out there and perform and blow. You know, uh, Lobos. I was gonna say Pumas blow. Blow Lobos out yes. of the game because I think it's important. Even if you win four, five, six, seven, eight goals, it doesn't matter. You, you go out there and win. <sighs> My train of thought is horrible right now. I mean, it's just got to be convincing, really. I mean, you know, go out and convince us, you know, that this team is actually, you know, going out and do something to be, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So then let's talk predicted lineups and then we'll talk tactics. Gentlemen, what are you going with your predicted lineups? Of course, we have two men out. What are you guys going with? Um, Let's see. Um, I'll stick with the 4-4-2. I feel like we're going to go back to that. Um, I'd have a... Machacin in goal, um, Aguilera on the right, Luis Reyes on the left, um, 
Edson, Aguilera as the center backs. On the right, I feel I feel like it's going to be Renato Ibarra. Um, we're going to have Mateus Uribe and Guido Rodriguez in the, in the mid. And then on the left, I feel like – I just feel that Piojo is going to go back with Ibarra still. And then up mm-hmm. top, we're going to have uh, Oribe Perata and Henry Martin. Okay. Okay, go, Christian. I have the same lineup, just take out Uribe and put in Joe Corona. I don't think Piojo is ready for Uribe to start a game, so that's why I think Joe Corona will be in his position. Okay, same lineup as Dylan, except Bibarwin takes no starting position and Cecilia Dominguez plays out on the left. Okay, I see you. Everybody changing my lineup that we start with, that's fine. <laughs> 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 well, because I mean, you already do. No, no, no. I was never gonna put you by back in there. No, I think he's gonna start. I actually agree with Dylan. He runs in the start. Kill me now. I just, I just feel like, I just feel like Ibarguen's, like with Piojo, and Piojo has the confidence in Ibarguen no matter what. Even though we but still why? don't, we but still honestly, don't. Honestly, see, if you tell me, yeah, if you tell me, oh, who would you rather uh, prefer, Cecilio or Ibarguen? I'm gonna pick Ibarguen because he has not showed anything this season. I know if it was between who I want to play on that wing, I put Tony Alvarez. Oh my God, Lopez! No. No. <laughs> I was to say what I was. Don't you mean Lopez? You're like, you're like okay, I'm just starting to rat name the <laughs> players. No, um, but but you know, I I still feel like I still feel like Piojo's rather die with the Baguen, just like he is with Toribe. Oh man, let's just hope they perform. I mean, that, that's all. I mean, like I said, that's all you can really hope for at this point. I mean, because you don't know what to expect, really. So, can we expect a lot of wing play then? Yes. Yes. Like always. But I mean, as much as we love Henry for what he did, is he really a target man? I mean, He's really? I mean, I, 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 I mean. I still, I still like to see Mateus Ribi, you know, have some, have some space, you know, up front, you know, going up front, you know, like we've seen him did too in Glasuda, you know, I think that really does his wonders. Um, but you know, at the end of the day too, you know, I think we're gonna see Oriol Parata do what Oriol Parata does, you know, comes up, comes up a little bit, gets the ball, holds the ball, you know, lets some players make some runs. He's gonna find a player in the open space, and um, I feel like Henry Martin can be that target man, but not necessarily the ideal target man for me. Nope, I don't think so either. I think, you know what, just play to the strengths of each player and try to put the ball on the ground instead of trying to play that long ball. Long ball United coming in hot. I just hope we can connect in the midfield more. Make those one, you know, string a couple passes along, do something, stop playing into the wings every single play. So, I don't know. Caddy, I just watched you on Twitter after your pro, your prediction. Lobos two, America one. What is this? Listen, wow. They win uh, two games in a row, and now they think they're gonna, I don't know, do something. But whatever. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> well, I mean, it is. I mean, I hate to say, but it is it is Liga Mekis, You know, you never know. No, Dylan, how are you gonna take her <laughs> side right now? This is not. The... I'm telling I'm you. I'm not taking her uh, side. I'm, I'm not telling you. It's that jersey in this closet. I'm telling you. <laughs> Dylan, it's time. It's time we have a talk outside of the podcast after this, and we re- we try to assess your priorities in the team. <laughs> but uh, yeah, let's just play play to the strengths of each player. I think at the end of the day, 
like I mentioned to you guys, what's the what's the one thing that what's the most effective move you can you can do when 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 going forward? It's the simple, simple one-two pass. The simple exactly. one-two pass. A wall. A wall will break down anything. It sounds crazy when I say it out loud, but it will. But we can't even get that going. Like we, yeah. we see sometimes they try to do one two, they can't even get that going. Like I don't know, do we have to go back to like basic passing uh you you eight passing drills for them? Like it just yes. it, it it just seems like we can't even pass back to the center backs. I mean it just, it just really can't. I mean I mean I'm just we're just being straight honest here. I mean like really, I mean like so it took it, you guys about an hour to finally wake up. I've been away. This is the no, most. No, this is the no, most no, wild no, up I've no, seen you guys no, the whole no, show. Listen, what I think we have to do with the fact that Mateo Soribe is not informed. I think when Mateo Soribe is informed, this America team will skyrocket. We will be champions. Leon will stick to the bottom, go second division, and that's it. Bye. <laughs> I, um, I don't know what you mean about me waking up. I'm I'm sorry that my school has sucky Wi-Fi and that I keep cutting <laughs> in and out at times. <laughs> Okay, I meant I didn't mean for you guys to attack me again. <laughs> Gee, show a little bit companion to companionship uh, to the guy who just you know went through an earthquake while trying to host a podcast. I saw your mic shaking. I I started laughing. <laughs> Unbelievable. I mean, I, I mean, but like, but like if I'm being if I'm being dead serious, I mean, like, what can I really expect from this team if this team doesn't want to go out with eleven players on the pitch and go out and actually perform? I mean, I mean, even though Mateus Oliva came out and actually said something, you know, that's it's more one thing to say, it's one thing to come out and play it. And he, I mean, really, really, we haven't seen it. I mean, I, I think we said the Nagaxa game, awful. You know, we see, we see, we see him come up, come up, come up, and then you play against Querétaro and you go back down. I mean, like, really, what's what's really happening? And then you have this game against Pumas and you go back down. I mean, what can we really expect? You know, if I'm going to be honest, I sound like I'm talking about the Dallas Cowboys right now, too. I'm getting let down by the Dallas Cowboys right now. And that that, that sucks because, I mean, what can I really expect? I mean, what can I really expect? You know, I mean, it's, it's just there. And that's just how I feel. And that's I'm just stating some facts here right now. We can expect the team to come out and perform and do a very good game against Lobos Wap. That I can put but, it down. But, but but really but really though but really though I mean yes. I mean it's, it's but it's but it, I mean with with the key with I guess you could say two key players out and I'm not trying to say these in excuses because this is the podcast you know where we don't bring out these excuses but still with Bruno Valdez you know like you said this is a partnership with him and Edson Alves that has been going good and then he's out of the picture what's this going to say about our defense because I seem like our defense is already shaky as it is Mart- Roger Martinez Roger Martinez you know yeah I mean yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, but much chicken biscuit said Dylan is my spirit animal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, but Roger Martinez hasn't produced much, but still, I mean, he gets a little bit going too, and you know that creativity is not there. So, I mean, what really can you expect from this team at the moment? I mean, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I'm gonna be straight honest. I want the win. I want to go out and get back on top. But at this point, with the way the team's playing. I mean, like seriously. I mean, like that's just how that's just me. That's just how I feel with the way this team's playing. And I guess you can go out and say that you know against Querétaro. I mean, you know that could have been our win. But with the mistakes that we made against Querétaro, you know we lost it. We blew it. And you know that's probably what we that's probably what the team deserved. And then the way the, the team came out and played against Pumas, you know, getting scored on within a minute of the game, like really, like I'm. I mean, I'm just I'm just being straight honest here. I'm just being dead serious. 
No, I get you. And that's uh, that's how we all feel inside. And that's why you're the perfect in- embodiment of what the Americanismo feels right now. It re- you really are. But I will say this. As le- at least it's not 2008. At least not 2008. That's true. Those, and those who know, those who know, know. And so let's not bring it up. But with even that <laughs> said, all of this you have to expect the team to turn it around because they hold the responsibility not only to the fans but to themselves and to the institution to perform. Because let's face it, at the end of the day, these players could easily be out of a job come That's six months from now. Yes. And I think these next two games are going to be crucial. And I mean crucial. You have Lobos Bob and then you have Puebla. I think for me, you have to win both of them convincingly because now you have the the hardest schedule is yet to come. So yeah, still, because we, after that, it's when it gets tough. We still have El Clasico. We still have a Tigres that even though they're not doing well, they they're always they're always, they're Tigres. You know you can't you can't take them lightly. Then you have a Cruz Azul that for some reason this year they wanna they wanna be uh they wanna be the best team in the league. So we have them. Then you have Toluca, Santos. So you know it doesn't get easier from here. So I think these next two games we have to improve. Tremendously, and you know, hope we, this team can turn it around. Agree, agree, a hundred, a hundred percent. With all but, your but, wild, go, 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 though. No, go, but still, with 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 the talent, with the talent, we said it time and time with the talent. I mean, with, I mean, you could say, whenever we had Linus starting, we had Ibarra starting, we still had Cecilio, we still had Renato coming off the bench, and you know, it comes back to question Piojo too. Why is Piojo starting these players over? Renato and Cecilio. Obviously, we see that it's working, but then he changes it up. Why are you changing it up? I mean, that's just something that's got to fall in the question, too. I mean, it falls on everybody inside Guapa. I mean, it really does, and that's the most frustrating part about it. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. I mean, all I can say is don't yell at me, Dylan. I didn't do this. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't know, man. I mean, I mean, it's, it's just, you know... <laughs> No, I mean, and it's true, and I, and I and I think it's it has to be said because uh, you know we have to voice our concern and our anger and our frustration, uh, frustration, and I think no better way about it than to actually say it because you know I think it, we're we're running to a point where we've taken so much so much from these from these players because in recent times you yeah we had a couple of bad games here and there but but. We still got a result here and there, which I think is important, you know, because a result will mask over a performance anytime, you know, and that's what gets you going. That's what that's what's kept us going for so long. Now we're not even getting that result to mask the set performance. Now you start questioning, you start thinking, what is it that we got to improve? What does the coach have to improve? And what do the players need to do themselves? Because like you said, they can't even string along two, three passes without mixing it up, without even, you know, clear, simple mistakes. Stop trying to force the ball through a, a crowded part and simply open up the ball. If you have to touch back, touch back. Just do something simple. But string along a couple of passes because the more you string along a couple of passes, the more your confidence goes up. The more your confidence goes up during the game, the more of an opportunity you have to actually play as a unit. Yes. Yeah, yeah I man. Uh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, and I was saying, like, that's what we need. We haven't seen this team play as a unit in a while. And that's something this team really needs. And Piojo needs to see that and realize that. But he still has yet. And I don't know. I don't know if it's because he's getting some heat. Does he know that he has some heat on him? And surely he does. Surely he does know that he has some heat, especially after our Coco champions fell in the Glasuda. And then going back to, you know, 
another semifinal exit in the Liga too. He's got to know that he has some heat on him too as well. He does um, have some heat, but it's from his personal trainer because he's not doing enough crunches. No, it's going to work. <laughs> but, I mean, we can have a much further discussion about this if this Lobos Wap game doesn't go well. And then, then we have every right to, to, to throw every criticism to them. After the Lobos Wap game, it's a FIFA break, though. I don't know how yeah. much that, that'll do for the players, hopefully. Maybe, maybe that's what they need. Maybe they need a, a week to, you know, reset get their mind straight, especially Mateo Suribe. And God, then, no. and then just go about it. Because like I said, the toughest is yet to come. You know, it's not going to get any easier from here. So That's true. That's true. I don't know what, what, what my mind was thinking, but you said FIFA break, and I thought you were inviting me to play FIFA after this. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to be like, yeah, sure. I mean, <laughs> if you want. <laughs> but... Yes, we do. We, we 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 do probably need that break to kind of reassess and kind of just restart, reboot ourselves, and maybe after that, actually go on and, and compete in in the best manner possible. I mean, something something's got to give eventually. It really, it really has. I mean, because this to me, it's just getting a little bit ridiculous with with how the how this team is stacked, and then it doesn't go out and perform like it should. I think Chicken Biscuit, our good friend. But to hear the best time to build confidence is now or never before we get humiliated by the, against the big teams. And it's true. Because, like, let's say we pick up a couple losses, more than three losses, and, you know, we're looking at, you know, seventh, eighth place, just the brink of Ligia, you know. And what if we don't make Ligia? Because that's still a possibility. You never know. And, you know, like I said, I, that's why I think these next two games are crucial for us in order to, like, actually see if we can uh, compete with the big teams. That is true. That is true. And we will see that come Sunday at uh, 4 p.m. Pacific time, 7 p.m. Eastern time. And then, of course, Dylan, that is 6 p.m. Central time for you and our good friends from Mountain Time. That is 5 o'clock. With that said, gentlemen, give me your predictions for the game against Lobos Bop. I'm going to throw some confidence because, I don't know, I have a, I have a good feeling, but I'm going to say 2-1. Wait, what time did you say the game was? Because I have yeah. 5 o'clock. Yeah, it, that's what I wanted because it's, it's, it's 4 for me. Oh, okay, so 5 for me, right? Yeah. Okay, beautiful. It's, four, it's four, o'clock, 4 o'clock for me, 5 o'clock for you, 3 o'clock for our friends in Mountain Time, and then... No, 3 o'clock, o'clock for me. 4 o'clock. Yeah. Wait, what? 4 o'clock yeah. for me. <laughs> yeah, it's 4 o'clock for Dylan, 5 for me, it's 2 for you, Ivan. And three for our friends in Mountain Time. Yeah. Cause you said a four for you, and I was like, hold on, that's not four for you, because then that would be seven for me. And I know it's not seven o'clock. Mm. Well, I don't know what to say. <laughs> Score Thanks a lot, college. You broke our brains. Score prediction. We have to win more by three. I don't know how we're gonna do it, but more by three. Anything less, it's a failure for me. All right, Dylan, get your pen of the week out and write down the results. But if you need numbers, three nothing America. Three nothing America. Dylan went two one. I mean, should we even ask what my prediction is gonna be? I don't care. Say four nothing because yes. uh, like we need a four nothing right now. Alrighty then. With uh, a boat of confidence and with a boat of good luck and with the hope that Dylan finds his pen. <laughs> <laughs> I have one right here. Take it. I'm going America. Oh. America will take down Lobos Bwap 4-0, and hopefully Henry Martin can grab himself a brace. All right. I mean, it's, it's going in the record, but it's, it's permanent. It is permanent. Let's go. Let's get it. 
let's get a very, very important, crucial victory. And let's hope next time we come back a week from now, we are actually really, really happy about the result. Yeah, I mean, something's got to give. It really does. It really does at this point. Oh, my God. Carlos said 0-0. Zero, zero. <laughs> Carlos, Carlos, really? Uh, but he has a, yeah, well, he has every right to after the performance we've been giving to, to give that prediction. But we got to be hopeful. We got to have that mindset that this team can actually go out and give us a very, very, very good result against Levels Bob. So with that said, anything else you gentlemen want to add on? Uh, I apologize for my Internet connections at the beginning of the show. And I think we I, I speak for all three of us when we want to apologize that this has not been our best show we realize that we know that we are tired and strained but that should not be an excuse we should we're getting back in the college groove yeah we're getting back into college yeah, groove college. and it's been a while and i didn't know today was gonna be that long of a day but we're gonna come back next week we're gonna have a gancito right before the, the show starts and we're gonna be hyped up and ready to talk about club america because today as much as we want to criticize uh, as much as we want to criticize the team, we actually have to criticize ourselves too when we don't bring it. And I think today we did not bring it. <laughs> oh, it was a weird, it was it was it was, it was awesome, interesting. Interesting. It was interesting. I mean, we did have a lot of laughs in there, and you know, for the people if they made it this far on SoundCloud and iTunes, you know, uh, and we had you, and we, and we had Dylan pop off, so that was kind of fun. That was. <laughs> that was <laughs> so we'll close out the show like this: the Lady Aguilas get a W against Veracruz. Yes, a great, a great one, a three-nil victory after nice. coming off the loss. Now, why can't we do that? Hopefully, the men can emulate that. Let's be honest: if the men were to not get a result against Lobos Bob, and we actually had full live coverage of the Lady Aguilas, I think for the rest of the season we'll be talking about them instead of the guys. I'm all for it. I'm all for it too. So, someone get those TV rights going now. With that said, I think this is a good place to stop. Even though this is probably the most tired we've ever been podcasting, how did we manage to go an hour and 17 minutes? <laughs> I, I didn't think we were going to make it five the, minutes. I'm ranting about getting hyped up and stuff like that. Jesus. All right. Well, gentlemen, thank you so much for your time. I know this was a very straining day, and it was very, very rough and tough. But we'll bring it back next week and we'll definitely come hopefully with a little bit more energy thank you though for the both of you for taking the time out to come out and talk everything Aguilas de la America we love you all thank you for listening to our shenanigans yes thank you so much glad for all the support we're getting we're so much we're getting that much closer to uh, that 400 follower mark on Twitter so make sure you guys do follow us at Eagle iPod that is at Eagle iPod on Twitter and gentlemen, anything else you guys want to add on or say to the listeners? No, I think we can about covered it. Just thank you for all the support. Thank you. Thank you so, so much. Arriba la America, like always. We'll be seeing you guys next week, hopefully with a lot more of a better uh, uplifting attitude. Remember, hashtag Dylan is my spirit animal. Let's make it trend. And without further ado... This is the end of the show. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for everything. I hope you guys have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. And as always, Arriba la America, Lobos Buap, we're coming for you. And after that, it's the championship. We'll see you guys very soon. Until next time, take care. Arriba la America. And like always, hashtag Dylan's my spirit animal. <laughs>